Welcome to another edition of CCK Live. My name is Emma Peterson, and I'm joined today by Michelle DeTori and Nicholas Brakes. And today we're going to be talking about new VA forms. VA form um, 2141-38 is getting replaced. So we're going to talk all about that. So first and foremost, what is the 2141-38? It is the Statement in Support of Claim form. Um, that veterans have been able to use their family members or friends to submit and provide information to corroborate information about their claims to VA. Um, it's also known as a buddy statement, and it really was sort of a catch-all um, form for veterans to use. So why don't we talk a little bit more about, more about that? Um, so Nick, tell us a little bit more about the 4138. So the form itself kind of served as both a veteran statement form and a buddy statement form. Um, they would use it to provide statements providing their own firsthand accounts of anything related to their claim, uh, including current severity or uh, evidence about their in-service occurrences or injuries. Um, and then in the same vein, friends, family members, co-workers, so on and so forth, could use the same form to provide information uh, that they're capable of providing regarding the veteran's claim, such as how the veteran's service-connected disabilities might affect their ability to work, um, or how it affects them on a day-to-day -day basis as they complete activities of daily living. So it seems like a pretty important form. Michelle, why is VA replacing this? I think VA is trying to make a step of having it be flashed a little bit easier in clients' files because as you can imagine, this is one form that is a catch-all for several things. So I think that VA wants to be able to highlight a little bit easier for their adjudicators important information when it comes in so that there will be specific documents to highlight, you know, the fact that they're submitting lay evidence or they're submitting the fact that they're responding to something or that they need, you know, their file advanced. It's a way because, you know, VA's moved to a fully electronic system. It's a way to, for VA to be able to flag as soon as they get the file to the adjudicator exactly what that document is. Um, and to probably make it a little bit easier for veterans, um, you know, just to kind of get things moving a little bit faster on their process. So it seems like it's part of VA's general push to expedite claims processes, um, get some new forms. So there's a couple new forms to know about um, that are going to replace that. There is VA Form 2010-206, which is going to be for people who need to submit a FOIA request, a Freedom of Information Act request, or Privacy Act request. There's VA Form 2010-207 which is a priority request. So if you need to be advanced on the docket due to hardship or age, um, something like that, there's going to be the 2010-208, which is gonna be for document evidence submission. Um, that's pretty self-explanatory. The 2110-210, which is for a lay or witness statement. So if you have something to say about your disability or the buddy statement. And then there's the 2810-212, which is the chapter 31 request for assistance form. And all of these forms can be found on VA's website, and we'll post a link in the comments <clears throat> for you, but that's va.gov um, forward slash find forms forward slash. All right, so why don't we talk a little bit more about each of these forms. Uh, Nick, can you take us through the FOIA Privacy Act request? So as the name of the form implies, uh, the form allows a claimant to submit a Freedom of Information Act or Privacy Act request. Um, and that's basically a request submitted to a federal agency asking for agency records on any topic. Um, and then with regard to the Privacy Act, 
um, individuals can seek records about themselves that are maintained by the Department of the Interior or other agencies, uh, such as their claims file um, or any other information related to information that VA has about them. Um, the reason that a veteran might want to submit one of these requests is first and foremost, um, it allows them to request a copy of their claims file. Um, VA maintains all of the evidence and other records that they've received in connection with the veteran's claim over the years. Um, and the veteran can use the Privacy Act or depending on how VA decides to treat the issue on a given day, the FOIA <laughs> to request their own records. Um, and then in addition to requesting a copy of their own claims file, um, there might be policy related information that they are unable to obtain otherwise um, that could be relevant to their claim. Um, such as some of VA, VA's old training letters and policy letters or things like that. Um, so veterans and their representatives can take advantage of this form to request some of this additional policy-based information that they think could serve their claim if they have a reason for it. And if folks watching out there want more information about this, we do have a YouTube video about FOIA requests and Privacy Act requests. So please be sure to check that out if you need to dive deeper into what that looks like. Okay, so Michelle, take us through the 2010-207, the Priority Processing Request Form. So yeah, so this form is essentially when a veteran needs to request that their file be, in their case, be expedited. Um, so VA gives certain circumstances or criteria where a veteran's case can be expedited. The good thing about this form is it also gives the veteran or the claimant the idea of what evidence they need to submit to show that they meet one of these criteria. So some of the criteria, just to give some uh, guidance on it, is that a veteran is experiencing extreme financial hardship, a veteran or the claimant is terminally ill, they're diagnosed with ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, VA also lets them expedite if they're seriously ill or injured, um, if age is another requirement, so if a veteran at the region at the regional office level is 85 or older, they can expedite it. It's actually 75 or older when you're before the Board of Veterans' Appeals. A former prisoner of war, um, a Medal of Honor or Purple Heart recipient, and then also if a veteran is homeless. Um, so VA will beforehand, you know, you could submit this request on the 4138, but it might get missed by VA um, and not flagged right away. This is a way to flash it for the adjudicator a little bit quicker that you're experiencing one of these, I think it's nine uh, criteria for expediting at VA. Um, and again, it, it will cause a little less delay because it actually explains to you what evidence you can submit to help show that you do actually meet this criteria as well. Um, we have a blog post if anyone's interested on expediting their claim that you can be sure to check out on our website, cck-law.com, um, and it tells you all about how to expedite your claims if anyone's interested. All right, so the next new form is the 2010-208, the Document Evidence Submission Form. Um, this is almost like a cover sheet that you need to submit along, or you can submit along with any evidence that you have for VA. Um, the form asks you to specify the name of the document you're submitting or the evidence you're submitting, um, such as a birth or death certificate, dependency information, financial information, medical treatment, military personal records, court papers, um, service treatment records, so on and so forth. Um, to me, this seems like the form that has the most pitfalls, but we can talk about that a little later in the in the discussion. Um, <clears throat> and 
you know, it's sort of, like I mentioned, a cover sheet to whatever evidence you're submitting to VA. Um, is it necessary? That remains to be seen, um, but we can talk about that more later in the discussion. All right, Nick, so why don't you take us through the 2110-210? Uh, now, this one's probably the most familiar because it is almost a direct replacement of the 4138, um, and this is meant to be the lay-slash-witness statement form. Um, so it gives the veterans uh, a specific place and form to submit a formal statement in support of their claim, um, anywhere from describing an in-service injury to providing an update as to the current severity of their service-connected conditions. Um, and just like the original 4138, this form can also be completed by friends, family members, coworkers, or fellow service members. Um, anyone who can provide testimony regarding relevant information for the veteran's claim. Uh, including in-service incurrences and stuff like that. Now, if you have more than one family member or friend submitting statements, do you have to submit one of these for each of them, or can you just put them all in the same form? Yeah, it's one of those situations where VA is creating these new forms in part to make it more readily clear in their VBMS, their internal corporate systems, um, what the evidence is and where it's coming from. So in that respect, it's a good idea to submit separate um, 10 to 10 forms um, to, for each individual statement that you're submitting. Um, because if you only submit one, they might miss a statement from a family member or a statement from a service member, and they might only really consider that first statement for the person who filled out the form itself. All right, Michelle, can you tell us more about the 2010 to 12? Sure. So this has to do with uh, requests for Chapter 31 assistance. So this is when you're talking about the veterans readiness employment, or a lot of people call it vocational rehab and, and um, assistance. So this program assists veterans with service-connected disabilities and employment handicaps prepare for, find, and maintain employment or a job. So this form is going to help a veteran if they need to maybe withdraw their application, they want to discontinue their Chapter 31 program and close their case, they request a resolving fund loan, request supplies or equipment needed for their rehabilitation program, request a reimbursement, uh, discuss an issue of concern they have regarding the rehabilitation services, or notify a VA of any circumstances of reduction or complete withdrawal from any training. Um, so this will be a catch-all, hopefully, for this type of benefit that veterans are applying for, and we'll hopefully flag it for VA that it has to do specifically with Chapter 31 assistance. So those are the forms that are going to be replacing the um, statement in support of claim form. Um, Nick, any thoughts on these new forms? Do you think they'll be helpful, more efficient? What do you think? Uh, I think initially they're going to make things a bit more complicated for veterans just because they've been using the 4138 to submit their testimony and their evidence for so long. Um, but ultimately, it could be a useful exercise if it changes the way that VA uploads evidence to their internal systems. Um, at the end of the day, there's very little rhyme or reason to how something is labeled in VBMS. Uh, and oftentimes, many different documents can be labeled under the single heading of third-party correspondence um, if you have a representative that's submitting evidence on your behalf. So if we're able to use these forms in a way that will make it easier for VA to readily identify and separate these statements so that when an adjudicator, like a Board of Veterans Appeals Veterans Law Judge, goes into VBMS to review this evidence, um, veterans will ultimately be better off for it. I'm excited to see what will happen with it because I think a lot of the forms are 
good in a lot of ways because as you know, Nick was saying, they get labeled a lot incorrectly for VA adjudicators and through VA systems. But I think that like the priority processing, the privacy requests, I think that those stuff are going to be really great because it's going to instantly flag it for VA that, hey, this is this is saying this. So this needs to get moved right to the adjudicator unless it, it, it just, I feel like it will push some things along. I think that sometimes it's a little difficult for clients and for veterans because it's a lot of new forms. It's multiple forms. It's knowing which one you're supposed to submit with which. It's being aware that they exist compared to the one form previously. You can really only get them if you have computer access. So I think that those those stuff can be very limiting for a lot of veterans, especially a lot of veterans, um, you know, are, are not always in the best financial situation that might not be able to have these resources to get the forms. So I think that that stuff gets a little tough um, for a lot of people applying for these benefits. I agree. I think some of these forms are going to be great. The Chapter 31 form, um, the priority request telling you clearly what you need to do. I'm concerned about the... Um, evidence submission form and the buddy statement, lay statement form. And I'm concerned, you know, will veterans be required to submit this form if they submit it in some other format? Is it going to get kicked back telling them they have to submit it on this form? Um, VAs sometimes are pretty form happy um, and doesn't want to accept things that aren't on their forms. Um, so I'm concerned that it's shifting the burden from VA to figure out what it is to the veteran when it really should be a, a veteran-friendly system. But at the same time, if this is going to expedite things and ends up being pretty easy to do, I'm sure there are many veterans out there that don't mind taking this extra step if in the long run it's going to help um, them secure their claim faster and more efficient. Um, but we'll have to see what happens um, with all these forms um, once we really get into it. Um, as always, if you have questions or thoughts, please feel free to post them in the comments and we will get back to you just as soon as we can. And for more information on VA's new forms and other topics mentioned in this video, you can check out our blog at cck-law.com forward slash blog. Once again, I'm Emma Peterson with Michelle DeTore and Nicholas Briggs. And thanks so much for joining us. 